0: The Rudy Giuliani Show.
1: Hello, America. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you for tuning in. The phones are available. So give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. And we are going to uh, start off with uh, just an update on the case in Memphis that has, of course, Rightfully so, consumed so much attention because it is and should be a shocking event. Now, it's shocking because, uh, let me point out that it's unusual. Th- this is not uh, what usually happens in the interchange between the police and citizens, white or black or whatever. M- most of them are peaceful. Thousands and thousands are peaceful. Most of the arrests are normal. This is an aberration, Uh, much more of an aberration, for example, than a a murder that would take place where a civilian uh, kills another civilian. Those are uh, uh, orders of magnitude much, much greater than this. But when it happens, we're shocked by it, and we should be shocked by it, but not for the manipulated reasons that are given by the racial arsonists, but because it is unusual. And by being shocked, we want to keep it unusual. And by reacting to it correctly, as the Memphis uh, district attorney and the Memphis police and the Memphis mayor did uh, we hopefully deter further acts like this. There's there's no question that it was a horrendous situation. The, the fact that it was poor training, uh, not the right protocols, that partially explains it, I guess. I tried uh, yesterday and also on the... Um, on the podcast that I have out um, at Rudy CS dot com, I show you a uh, an incident in New York that happened on Friday night that I uh, r- review with former police commissioner Howard Safer. And uh, Howard uh, points out how it can be done right. That was a situation in which a career criminal with 13 prior arrests, a bad guy, jumps on top of a police uh, vehicle right in the middle of a massive crowd on Times Square. And uh, he begins to bust up the front window. Then he goes to the back of the vehicle, comes back and busts it up again. The police officer inside remains remarkably patient. You you, you wonder, oh, my goodness, is he just going to take it? And and uh, And then all of a sudden, without notice, without any fanfare, without anger, he gets out of the car, proceeds to uh, the front of the car, rather slowly, I might add. And But before he gets there, you see a hand reach out for the perpetrator's leg. And uh, he is pulled down immediately. And within seconds, it's hard to follow. I mean, you've you got to do a replay like in football. He's uh, pulled down by one Police officer looks like the police officer is a New York City inspector. Now, you have any idea how high a rank that is? So we start with police officer, then we go to sergeant, and you've got to take a tough civil service exam to become a sergeant. You don't get picked as a sergeant just by, you know, we like you. Uh, then you've got to take a tough exam to become a lieutenant. Then you got to take an even tougher exam to become a captain. And those are the, those are the civil service ranks. Then beyond that, the police commissioner and, and – uh, uh, well, the police commissioner, but obviously boards within the department pick the commanding officers. And inspectors are – I would say they're generals, really. I'd say captain would be, would be equivalent to a colonel. A lieutenant would be equivalent to – uh, a captain and sergeant, it'd be equivalent to a lieutenant or, or, a, or a master sergeant, If for those of you who've been in the military, uh, you know, it gets just a little, then if you were in the Navy, full captain, you know, captain is a much bigger rank in the Navy than it is in the, in the, um, in the, in the um, Army or Air Force. Uh, so the point that I'm making, though, is that these are very, very uh, senior police officers. And when you looked at the New York film, which I really want you to watch, I really do, because you're going to see all kinds of gold around. Now, why do you see all kinds of gold around? Because New York City sends its commanding officers, its high-ranking officers, to any volatile situation. This is true both fire and police. That's why on 9-11, we had so many officers that died. Particularly in the fire department, because the officers lead the men in. So the the, the seniors in the police department were not going to leave this situation to a young rookie. It isn't right. And I'll tell you a story later about the day my uncle retired as a New York City police officer, and you'll get an idea of what they're like. And they're this is ninety nine percent of them, and you can't imagine how horrible they feel about how their profession. And all of them have been uh, really hurt by what happened here. I, don't, I, I mean, emotionally hurt, but also hurt in the sense that it sets back so much that's been done. And then you get these people who want to make it a racial incident no matter what. Come on. I mean, can't you take a, a little off the racial thing when you realize it's five uh, black police officers that did this? It's got to be something else going on here. And I'll tell you my biggest issue with this, uh, not biggest issue, but I shouldn't say that. My biggest issue with it is the violation of the law. But I mean, my, the, the biggest question I have is, what motivated that original police officer who came out of the car to be so damn angry? And I want you to contrast it with the New York City police officer who had more reason to be angry. His car was getting pounded. That's a pretty damn frightening situation. I don't care if you're a police officer or not. I don't care if you got a gun next to you or not. You know you can't really use it or otherwise your life is over. And this guy is pounding away a career criminal, 13 arrests, pounding away at your car, breaking your window, you got to sit there calm cool collected and th- and there and he must have been on the phone because what you then see is a football play you you see a football play probably aside from it could be interesting for you to watch it and uh, you know if you listen to the to, to Howard and I you'll see we describe I should have really done a drawing with the Xs and Os maybe I'll do it again I'll do a drawing with the Xs and Os but they had uh, they <laughs> It all happened so fast in contrast to how slowly the situation in Memphis and then a year and a half ago the situation in Minneapolis took. The one in Memphis was 13 minutes from the moment they confronted him to the moment they got a handcuff on him. Uh, In the other case it was at 30 minutes and then they let it play out on the street. So instead what you see here is they grab him, they pull him down. Before you get to see anything else, uh, somehow handcuffs are on him. I'm not even You've got to look really carefully to see them going on, which is the way they should be put on, almost like a magician. You know, boom, boom, boom. But there you are. Handcuffs on. we got the guy under control. Then they had a route that obviously had been worked out very quickly. had to be. They had to call, that pl- had to call an audible on this one, <laughs> and, uh, and, they, and they got him off the street exactly the way it should be done. So, yes, it has to do with training, but it also has to do with why was that police officer so angry when he came out of that car? I don't know. And we need the answer to that. And then they all were angry when they finally got the guy. And what was the purpose of pounding him away like that? So we got a bunch of people in New York now that won't leave their luxury hotel or don't want to leave their luxury hotel. Adams creates more problems for himself than I, I... What did he put him in there in the first place? These... Let's stop the garbage nonsense and call him migrants. And These people came into the United States illegally. Illegally. They could have been stopped. Their claim of asylum is, in most cases written out and read most of them are running away when you talk to them because they're poor and they want to make more money and they want a better job so does the rest of the world want to come here and do that and we have to have fairness in the way in which we do it and we have to take care in the way in which we do it, unless we want to kill all of our young people with fentanyl which we're doing right now joe Uh, they don't like their surroundings i mean tough luck they got. They were put at the Watson Hotel on West Fifty Seventh Street. House courtesy of the city. They got a metro card. They got a metro card. You know they get health care. If they had kids, the kids could be put into school. If the city council had its way, they probably have the right to vote. And now they're moved to a facility in Brooklyn, a terminal in Brooklyn, and they're upset about the lack of heat and privacy at the facility. They're probably going to sue the city for breach of contract. Adams had promised them much better accommodations. Remember, he invited them here. Hmm? We'll take care of everybody. Until it got to be about eight thousand, and then he freaked out. And now he's he's about forty thousand now. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, and now the advocates get involved, and you know, uh, they're they're pushing these, uh, Im- they're teaching these Im- illegal immigrants how to play the system, because that's what they do. They are. They are uh, uh, people who don't really work. They play the system. They use the big uh, communist government system to extract benefits without doing a damn day of work. So um, I don't know how it's going to end up, but uh, he has got to stop this sanctuary city nonsense. We can't afford to be a sanctuary city anymore, at least not right now. we got too many people here. we got too many of our own problems. Yes, 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 this, the murder situation. Merceration is bad. It's much higher than it was two years ago, but it's uh, it's kind of leveled off. Last time I looked, it was up two, but it looked like it was going to level off. The other crimes are still pretty bad. The subways are still pretty bad, so we're not past the hump yet. Our financial situation is horrendous, and the quality of life in the city is for you-know-what. Uh, the Dirty... I don't know why he doesn't start a workfare program like I did. I hate to have to say that, like I did. You know, it sounds like I, I didn't even like the way that sounded. But a, a workfare program, okay, like I borrowed from Governor Thompson of Wisconsin. And then I stole his executive director and made him my commissioner, Shelton B. Turner. And, um... Uh, and we made a people who had welfare go to work for their welfare check. A lot of cleaning could be done. Well, we'll be right back. Hold that thought. We got a bunch of others. in one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani show, and don't forget, I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the very end of the show. So keep it right here. We got some. Observations I hope uh, you'll find very very useful. I'm Rudy Giuliani with common sense. We'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show on the Red Apple Audio Network. So I am very very uh, uh, disturbed by seeing the trend toward younger and younger crimes. Uh, the Post, even the Times, have has done s- several. Uh, uh, articles and exposés about this, and um, so so you, you have a 17-year-old boy fatally shot in East Harlem, uh, Dominic Allen. And he was he was shot in the chest on Sunday at 5:15 p.m., 105th and First Avenue, and uh, it was done apparently by another y- youngster and they found numerous shell casings all over the place uh, when uh, when they when they when the police got there after a call of shots fired and then you have a case that they're catching up on which is a 13 year old uh, suspect was arrested and held without bail for allegedly uh, murdering another brooklyn teenager who was 17 years old and this um, this was over apparently an after school fight, and it was a dispute over a girl. And it's it it um, uh, the, the 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 young man who was who was killed, Nehem um, Wright, was described by his brother as a very very fine young man. The mother is, of course, horribly distraught and this i mean this is just two of uh, too many cases involving st- a thirteen year old killing a seventeen year old we're not doing something right you know that right? you know that you know that you know that uh, so let's um I, why does this have to, why, why, why is this being analyzed from a racial uh, point of view when there's no evidence that race was the motive for this killing? Listen to Adams uh, in number eight, cut number eight. When a culture of policing historically has treated
0: uh, those from different groups differently, uh, even when the individuals are from that same group, that culture can still exist. And we have to zero in on it, being honest about it, and making sure that we properly train police for the realities of the cities
1: that they are policing in. Well, first of all, uh, there really is no evidence that blacks are treated differently. It's created by the disproportionate attention given to the situations involving blacks. There are as many whites that are arrested, and there are as many whites that are killed by police, actually on gross numbers more, per capita less. But also completely understandable because blacks get arrested more often, because given the situation we have, which is an unfortunate one, blacks commit many more crimes. So let's take Chicago. 85% 85% of the murders are done by black people. What are they going to do? Go look for white people for the black, the murders done by black people? We'll be back right after this break, and we'll get right to your calls. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani, and you can chat with the mayor by calling 1-800-848-9222. Back again, Stormy Daniels for uh, round two. I thought she had gone away. U.S. attorney had decided there was no case. But Mr. Bragg actually might prosecute a case. Yep, yep, yep. This is the guy who lets, you know, uh, people who beat the hell out of people on the street go free. Oh, particularly if they're old people. He likes letting them go free if they beat up old people. Uh, But He's got his Cases, you know, down some, something like he goes forward with about 30 percent of the cases, basically doesn't do any kind of misdemeanors at all. He blows out about half the felonies. Uh, and he's looking at, you know, major crime increases in Manhattan. But he's got time for the Stormy Daniels case. That's the one with Michael Cohen, who was caught in so many lies. There's no way you can put him on a witness stand. I mean, a half hour with Michael Cohen and the lies that he's told, I'll give you one, for example, one of 50, all right, because I was ready to cross-examine him if I had to. Uh, Michael Cohen announced in the um, uh, proceedings of, I don't know if, not actually the grand jury proceedings. I don't think they ever put him in the grand jury because the Southern District didn't trust him. but he he announced under oath to Congress that he never i never asked for a job in the administration. I was on the outside I never asked for a job and um and the stupid chairman you know congratulates him on the on the honesty of his testimony. You could play right next to it, right next to it, as he's saying that, I never asked for a job in the administration, and the chairman's saying, you're so honest. Then show a picture of him and Chris Cuomo two days after the election, and he says, oh, yes, I'm trying to be chief of staff, and I think I have a very good chance of getting it. Now, I could have done that to him about, and this is a, not even close to an exaggeration, about 15 to 20 times he's incapable of telling the truth he is a pathological liar and uh, and has other connections and and problems so if this is if this is their this is one of the reasons the US Attorney didn't bring the case I mean when you have a very bad witness that you can't put on the stand having run that office I know you dropped the case now are these idiots? I mean, this guy, this guy lets people go, and he's going to prosecute Trump with his Stormy Daniels thing. This is this is ridiculous. This is totally ridiculous. Hush money? He settled the case. It isn't hush money. He settled a case with a non-disclosure agreement attached to it. I, I, every civil lawyer in New York has done that there are even forms for it so i don't know what the hell is going on but this is pursue trump all the time for stuff that you wouldn't pursue anybody else when you have a city that's that's overwhelmed with crime we're going we're going to do stormy we're going to do stormy daniels again good old stormy daniels meanwhile uh meanwhile nobody bothers to pay attention to the fact that another uh uh, uh major bomb came out of the hard drive uh, today, uh, and this is uh, from 2011, where Hunter is offering to sell intelligence on Russian oligarchs to U.S aluminum firm Alcoa for 55 grand. Wonder where he got that information? Think he got it from classified documents that sloppy Joe was taking home? What do you think it was, sloppy Joe? Sloppy Joe made an awful lot of money for a guy who was sloppy. A lot of coincidences here. There's another one where it looks like he was getting the advantage of a statistical analysis of political and corporate risk, elite networks associated with Oleg Deripaska and the uh, and the and the Russian uh, uh, various energy companies. He was selling that. This this classified information thing may turn into be something much much bigger than than uh, the situation that exists for Trump or Pence, where they were they were arguably careless about it. And meanwhile, the Department of Justice <laughs> will not allow the, uh, the the Congress to see any of the Joe documents, and that's got to tell you something. It's got to tell you that this kind of stuff is jumping out all over those documents. You probably remember that. You remember that one. That April was it? April twelfth, twenty fourteen. One, which could never have been written by him. It looks like it's copied directly from a CIA briefing. Like father, like son. In this particular case, plagiarism. Plagiarism. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Mr. Mayor, thank you for taking my phone call. Yeah, Max. Um,
2: what is uh? What are the chances of getting on some of the family members who have, uh, uh, family who have their sons or daughters in jail now from January sixth?
1: Well, there's a good chance of doing that. I, I I've tried to do s- some of them, but I haven't been successful. Uh, others, have, I think Greg has put one or two on. Uh, yeah. I would. I would. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. I'll see if I can get them on. I I think that it ha- that is going to be historically one of the great stains on America, much like uh, uh, the, the, the intern- internment of the Japanese. Uh, I mean, there's no excuse for these people being there for a year, year and a half with uh, minor, in many, in many cases, minor charges. It, it's, uh, and meanwhile, all of the 2020 rioters who kill people have been let out, every single one. I'm so
3: sure both those who were associated with john sullivan right
1: well now john sullivan is is, is a massive corruption case it's got to be john sullivan uh, basically should have been arrested on the uh 5th of uh, i'm sorry this 6th no, the, 5th of, the 5th the 5th of january when he announced that he he was there to take out the president that he wanted, uh, and when he also even when he sent out the text, it said he was coming to Washington, and wanted Antifa to come because they wanted to take out the president. They didn't want him to be serving beyond January 6th. That's a, that's a, a a threat on the president. That's a, that's an automatic felony. But I guess Trump doesn't get protected like other presidents. I used to arrest people when they said stuff like that about the president. It's a, it's one it adjust, the Justice Department has very strict rules about that. You don't fool around with threats on the president. And if it turns out that the guy is bragging or he's, you know, bull, well, you, you bring him in, you talk to him, you prove that's the case and you scare the heck out of him. He doesn't do it again. And then you don't go forward with the case. But you would at minimum bring him in and you find out what's this all about. You're going to take out the president. What do you mean you're going to take out the president? You know, (laughs) we take this stuff very seriously, jerk. Uh, Plus, the guy was already uh, uh, arrested and charged with inciting a riot that led to murder in in Utah. So you you, you got a guy now it's a two-time loser, right? These other people have no arrest in their background, no crime in their background. Uh, And to let him go, Epps, the same thing with Epps, burn down the Capitol. He, he, yeah, I mean, so these guys, these guys have to be uh, what, what, do we, what do we used to call them FBI school pigeons. Uh, so let's go to Larry in Brooklyn.
0: Yes, hi Rudy. Um, you know, uh, uh, the way how do you how do you evaluate what a what a politician is worth? I would say the answer is you see what his friends think about him. Now, interesting. I know okay. you're good friends with, with Sid Rosenberg, and uh, I really have to uh, implore you to tell him to cut his friendship with Adams because Adams is a very, very dangerous man. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, he uh, two things. First of all, what he said about the uh, Memphis police officers, that there's a culture of blue against, um, against certain minority groups. Now, if you look at these police officers that got arrested... <laughs> You look at their faces, they're very low intelligence. You can see by their eyes that, that they could be criminals if they weren't police officers. And the fact that they were black shows that in combination with that and the lack of intelligence, that what he was saying is absolutely false, and he's using talking points of other people. These are not his ideas. That's number one. Number two, um, when Eric Adams Eric Adams originally used this migrant issue, as a as a dem as, as, a, dem, as a, a Democrat versus Republican issue, he took on Governor Abbott, and he and he right away he says we have we have an obligation to give these people housing, and he went forward full throttle. Then he reversed track because he got lost in the uh, in the money issue and everything. Right. Okay, so so he let me tell you with his weakness and his vacillation. Brought us to the point where there was um, there was a rabble rouser, some um, guy with a microphone that was announcing yesterday that they should open up the uh, forty million dollar apartments on Fifty Seventh Street. He, Eric Adams, brought up brought us to the point of where the the, uh, the notion of confiscation of private property was aired. He brought us to that brink. He is a dangerous
1: man. Well, I don't know. I, 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 there's no question that he's a weak man. I don't I don't know that I, I mean, I'm and I'm willing to watch and see how much worse it gets. But he will uh, often say the right thing and do the wrong thing uh, and not have the guts to follow through, particularly if there are Democrat politics that stand in the way. He seems to be uh, afraid of the Democrat Party. He wants to be president. And I think he figures the only way to get there is to suck your way to the top, you know. Uh, rather than to achieve, which is a very, very dangerous thing. As far as Sid is concerned, I mean, Sid has a right to be friendly, whatever he wants. And somebody's got to talk to the mayor and find out what he's thinking. So, I don't see that as a as a as a big as a big deal. He's not vouching for him. He's he's talking to him, and you you want to talk to the. I wish he would talk to me. Uh, probably wouldn't like the conversation if he talked to me, but because I'd be lecture I'd be lecturing him. I'd be lecturing him all the time, but um, uh, because he keeps doing things wrong. I mean, he, he's 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 uh, he's really is not a mayor. He's something else. He's uh, maybe he's a maybe he should be a talk show host or something. Um, let's go to Joe, my friend in Jerusalem. I haven't heard from him in a while. Hi, Mr. Mayor. How thank, are you, Joel? You my car also.
2: Well, I'm always praying for the pain in the world, but I'm personally doing okay, And I'm eating my blueberries thinking of you and Franklin from a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just I wanted you to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So what's up today? I was just looking through uh, the new Daily Mail articles on Hunter. Unbelievable.
1: Um, Mr. Mayor, I'm concerned about this. um, I'm concerned about you. A couple of bad attacks there uh, the last couple of days. Seems like they've, oh, they've it's, seems like they've come, it's, it's, It's. I don't know if it's going to continue, but you almost get the feeling it's It's coming back a little.
2: Yeah, it's tragic. I mean, just the pain all over the world. I, I think that. Um,
1: well, I'm thinking about you in Jerusalem. You had an attack you know, in Jerusalem. And,
2: I, yeah, I'm I'm up uh, more in the Galilee region. Yeah, where right, there well, have really been attacks here for a long time, but right. the cities are um, very stressful for sure so what's going on I'm, I'm a nature guy i'm concerned that this special prosecutor robert Hur that's appointed to look at the documents is going to be like them fixing the case with victor shokin and i'm also concerned that the 50 million that the chinese gave to the penn biden center is just a small fraction of what they stole in the china hustle you know i keep coming back to that theme and, and they're not even investigating that that's hundreds of billions of dollars I wanted to see if you could comment on the Robert Hur situation and the parallels with the Victor Shokin cover up.
1: Well, I'm, I, I think, I think you're onto something there. I, I think that I, I I don't see anything in this guy that indicates that he's going to go after any of this stuff. Should have been on top of it day. I mean, day one, the, 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 either the subpoenas or search warrants should have gone out. Uh, and he's obviously, uh, taking it a manana kind of attitude toward the investigation. And, um, Look, it's been it's been mañana for four years. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much. I don't have much confidence in him. I think it's a Biden fix and a Biden plant. Me too. Uh, Okay, Uh, let's see if we can get in. uh, Let's see if we can get in. Chris in Orange County. Okay, George then. Okay, Chris George. We'll go to John.
3: John, h- how are you? Good. I'm very good, Rudy. I just called because uh, you mentioned uh, your uncle a little earlier. Yeah. Are you talking about your Uncle Rudolph?
1: Yes, I am. My uncle Rudy. Yep, yep.
3: I, uh, I I had the pleasure of putting the alarm system in his house in Queens. And how uh, how, uh, how, long, how 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 long ago was that? Uh, I know his wife had passed away. Fairly oh, 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 oh!
1: And, and, and Viola was still my my aunt was still alive, Viola. So that was a while back. That was like about fifteen years ago. match imagine, right?
3: Yeah, I I would say so. He you know he lived off the expressway by the.
1: uh Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, he lived there for many yeah. many years. Uh, I know the house very well.
3: And okay, his, and he had he had told me my father. George Foreman was a retired battalion chief from the New York City Fire Department. So when I went into his house and I saw all his medals and you know all this, he was in rescue. He was, he was unbelievable. But he was such a nice guy, oh, thank and you. he was a legend on the job from you know, oh, I could tell. He
1: He worked. Wor- you know. You know. He worked under Ray Kelly's command for a good deal of time. Had greatest respect for Ray, I'll tell you. Well, thank you for reminding me of him. And when we come back with the mayor's final thoughts, I'll tell you the story about him, okay? Uh, We'll be back in just a few minutes. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. Uh, This is Rudy Giuliani. Yes, with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Contribute your $11 now. Per month, so that you can be part of the wonderful group of people who support our uniformed men and women, military and civilian, who put their lives at risk for us. And when they lose them, the Tunnel of to Towers is there with a home, mortgage-free home. And when uh, and when they are catastrophically injured, they're there to do the best they can, and they're going to try to do it for every single one to build a smart home so they get the maximum degree of independence uh, after the catastrophic injuries that they've had. You want to be part of that, don't you? you? You really do. I'm going to tell you about my uncle. It's a very, very interesting story. My uncle was uh, 19 years younger than my father. Uh, my father was the oldest. My uncle was the youngest, and they were very, very close despite that. Uh, although my father treated him more like a son than like a like a like a brother and my uncle treated me more like a younger brother taught me how to swim helped my father teach me how to box taught me all the sports Uh, he was a very um, man's man I think is the way you would describe it he was decorated in the in the Navy in uh, World War two he fought in the Pacific came back and then decided to become a police officer, and he loved being a police officer, particularly the last 15 years of his career when he was in ESU, the Emergency Services Unit, and uh, a, period, a certain period of that time, Ray Kelly was the commanding officer of that. Um, the part I wanted to tell you about was, during the course of his career, he, he on three separate occasions, brought people down from the top of the Brooklyn Bridge and he got medals uh, for the first two the last time it came up it was his last day of work he was retiring after 27 years i believe on the job he was going to take a job with a private company doing security for bu- for buildings uh going to retire with his uh, b- beautiful wonderful wife uh, i don't know that i don't know if that point of her cancer had been diagnosed but he took wonderful care of her when she went through cancer because he loved her very much and um, uh, there was a call to his car to his truck i mean they drive around in trucks and he had a rookie with him for a couple of his last days to sort of train him and the call was a man on top of the brooklyn bridge so my uncle started thinking getting a little superstitious he said the first thing i thought about was i did it twice successfully, I bet you on the last day he's going to take me down and kill me, I bet, I bet, I bet but what the heck uh, they they pull up and the kid says, you know, Rudy let me go out and do it, I'm, you know he was probably 24, 25, I'm up better shape and he said yeah but it isn't shape here it's experience and you come you come, you watch how I do it that's what you're here for it's my job to do it I'm senior you so uh, he uh, reluctantly goes up convinced that this is going to be the hard luck hard luck mission hard luck mission that uh, that was gonna do him in and he gets to the top and he basically uh, he basically confronts the guy with a choice, which is, you know, you're going to jump or not, which is what they do. I mean, they they, they, they try to get you to focus on uh, what remains of your natural instincts to protect yourself. When you try to find out how much remains. And my uncle said, I'm going to put my hand out now. And uh, when when you grab it, I want your hand to go limp. I want your wrist to go limp in my hand then I know you're not going to resist me and try to throw me in the water with you so he puts his hand out and the man grabs it doesn't do anything for a minute and then just grabs it very very tightly and basically basically begs my uncle to get him in which he did and then several weeks later uh, he had retired and Mayor Koch had him back and gave him a medal which his daughter was gracious enough to give to me after my uncle died
0: Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.